I want us to try and think about that story together uh, for a few minutes, and um, I'm hoping that some people will help me, and, and I'm particularly hoping that some children might help me. And um, I'm hoping if they might start, um, we do, we have. We have a, a figure of Jesus. It's quite a small figure of Jesus, but we, he's just going to be Jesus for us while we tell this particular part of the story. And I can tell you he's somewhere near the back, okay? He's somewhere near the back. So I wonder if you could have a quick look around the back, see if you could find He's quite a small figure, but just have a look, see if you can find him. See if you can find him. He's quite a small figure. Um, in fact, he's very small. He's very small indeed, but... Honestly, he'll, 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 yes, Phoebe, where to go? Can you bring Jesus to me? Excellent, where to go, where to go, where to go? Oh, mar- marvelous, marvelous. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, thank you, brilliant. Right, okay, now, just for the purposes of this talk, this is going to be Jesus for us, okay? This is going to be Jesus for us. So, just use your imagination, okay? He's not a Playmobil person, he's Jesus. Okay, right, now then, I'm wondering, again, I'm wondering if children might be able to help me. I'm looking for an animal, I'm looking for an animal. Can you find an animal anywhere here in the church? Okay, I think we might have found it. Excellent. Brilliant. Could you bring me the animal? Could you bring me the animal? Where to go, where to go, where to go? Lovely. Brilliant. Well done, well done. What, what sort of animal is it? Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. What sort of animal is it? A donkey. And what noise does a donkey make? Nay. Yeah, almost, almost. Eon, eon. Can you do that for me? Brilliant! Well done! Round of applause, please! Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Okay. So, our story this week starts with a donkey, doesn't it? It starts with a donkey. Why does it start with a donkey? Samuel. Palm Sunday. Jesus chooses, he chooses to ride into Jerusalem. Not in a chariot, not in a, in a, in a sort of Aston Martin or anything like that. He chooses to ride on a donkey in fulfillment of the prophecy and to show that he is humble. He is the king, he's riding into Jerusalem, but he is humble. Brilliant. Right. Next part of the story. Now then, this one's quite tricky. This one's quite tricky. Can anyone find a table with some money? A table with some money. Now then, little people might need a bit of help here. So can anyone see a table with some money. I think Amelia might be on it. I think she might be on it. Way to go. Here we are. Amelia, can you bring that to me? Way to go. Way to go. Can you bring that up to me? Brilliant. Way to go. Way to go. Brilliant. 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 Way to... Thank you, Amelia. Thank you very much. Can you give her a round of applause for Amelia, please? Thank you very much. Okay. I know some of these things are quite small, but just bear with me. Okay. So we've got a table here and we've got some money. Right, now, where does this come in the story? Actually, it'd be better if I tip it over, won't it, like that. Where does this come? I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask somebody else than Samuel, because Samuel always knows all the answers. Anyone, uh, anyone, anyone want to tell me, where does a table and some money come in the story? That's great, well, well done, way to go, way to go, way to go. Jesus goes into the temple, he goes into the temple, and he causes absolute havoc, absolute havoc. He turns over the tables, he knocks the money over, he drives out those who are selling animals, and he's a, he causes absolute havoc. And do you remember what he says? Do you remember what he says? My father's house should be a house of? 
Okay, he's really, really angry. He's really angry at those who are putting barriers in the way of worship and prayer and, and, and a proper following through of their faith. Right, so people are starting to get a bit angry. They're starting to get a bit angry. Jesus is, yeah, he's the king. And now he's starting to make a bit of a nuisance of himself. And people are beginning to think, we might have to get rid of him. We might have to get rid of him. Right, now then, somewhere under somebody's chair is the next part of the story. The next part of the story. Can anyone see anything that might assist, that might assist in cleansing? Might assist in cleansing. Anything there? Oh, Phoebe, you got it. Got it. Where to go? Where to go? Where to go? Phoebe, tell everybody. What is it? What is it? What's that? Soap. Excellent. And, and what's that? It's a cloth. It's a cloth. Excellent. Where to go? Where to go? Where to go? Little round of applause for Phoebe. Very good. Very good. Very good. Right. Why have we got? Why have we got these things? What does Jesus do that is so powerful? Is so powerful. Remember, he's the King. He washes his disciples' feet. Awesome. Awesome moment in the story. And you know, down at St. Edmund's on Thursday, we had a, a little service, and we had washing of feet, and it is incredibly powerful. Incredibly powerful. And I sat there and, 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 and said, do you mind if I wash your feet? And I said, oh, it's all right, it's all right. And she did, and she did. And you know, it's really, really powerful. Jesus kneels in front of his disciples, the ones he knows are about to betray him, and he washes their feet. Right, it's beginning to get more serious. What else does Jesus do at the same moment? There's a clue, there's a clue on one of the windowsills. Can anyone see if you can find anything on any of the windowsills? Simon's got it, Simon's got it. <laughs> Excellent, Simon, <laughs> what is it? You don't get to keep it. <laughs> it's a really nice bottle of wine. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. So, at this same moment as Jesus um, washes his disciples' feet, he gives us a special meal. Gives us a special meal with bread and wine. It's to remind us, to remind us of everything that he is about to do for us. And uh, in, in lots of churches, not in our church, but in lots of churches, you'll see the table at the front. There'll be some words on it. Do this in remembrance of me. Christians have been breaking bread and sharing wine together for millennia to remember this moment, what Jesus has done for us. So we start with the donkey. We go through the money changers, the washing of the feet, the giving of the bread and wine. But then Jesus goes to a garden and he's praying in the garden. He wants his disciples to stay awake and they don't manage to stay awake. And at the end, Judas comes. And do you remember how Judas shows the soldiers? What does he do to Jesus? He kisses him. Oh, it's it's a moment in the story. It's a moment in the story. Judas comes and kisses Jesus and the soldiers come and arrest him. And uh, things... Things begin to move quite quickly there. And they finally, as we know, end up in the events of Good Friday. Now, can anyone, again, last thing to find, just a little representation somewhere of what happens on Good Friday. 
Can anyone see a little representation anywhere of what happens on Good Friday? There we are. There's a big representation there, yes. And there's an even bigger one up there. Uh, but we've got a little one. Excellent. Well done, Phoebe. Well done, well done, well done. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you. Look, this is the moment, the moment when everything reaches its climax, when Jesus is placed on the cross. And that, that, that series of events on Good Friday that uh, lead up to Jesus dying on the cross, really poignant and significant and central moments of our faith. So Jesus, after all these events, is placed on the cross, and there he dies. And do you remember in the story, in the story as it's written in the Gospels, we're outside Jerusalem, we're on the hill with the, with the place of crucifixion, and then suddenly we leave that place, don't we, and we go somewhere else. Where do we go? Where do we go straight after? Where do we go straight after when Jesus dies on the cross? Go on then, Samuel, tell me. Uh, no, not quite the tomb, almost. The temple, well done. And what happens in the temple? The curtain is torn. Curtain is torn. Why is the curtain torn? The curtain is torn because we are allowed back. We can come home. We can step into the Holy of Holies. God wants us restored to him. Now then. Okay. I know this is a bit of a stretch for imagination that this is Jesus. It's a bit more of a stretch of imagination that this is a tomb. Okay, but just, just stay with me. Just stay with me. Okay? Can you hold Jesus for a moment? Thank you. So, Jesus is taken off the cross and he is wrapped in a shroud. Okay, he's wrapped in a shroud. There we are. Can you pop him in there? There we go. He's wrapped in the shroud. And he's placed in a tomb. And honestly, this is why we have Easter eggs. This is why we have Easter eggs. To remind us that Jesus is put in the tomb. Okay. And people think, that's it. That's the end of the story. And when we, ar when we arrive at the resurrection stories, the people who are in those stories are going to the tomb expecting to find a dead Jesus. They are going to do for a dead body what they have not had chance to do because it was a rush on Friday. They are not ready for what is about to happen. Okay. So they go back to the tomb. Okay. Now, the stone is rolled away. And I love the way in Matthew's Gospel, it even tells us how the stone is run, rolled away. Okay. An angel comes down, rolls it away, and then he's so cool, he sits on it. Look at that. Okay, rolls the tomb away, and then he sits on it. And he even says, so I'll get these words back up. I think it's such a cool angel, this one. You see, come and see the place where he lay, then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead, and he is going to, ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. 
now I've told you. I've done my job. I've done my job. So, the stone is rolled away. There he goes. Okay. Now, Sam, will you help me with this bit? Can you just stand here for me? Okay. If I give you that one, will you unroll it for me? <laughs> now the resurrection is not a trick okay i promise <laughs> can you find jesus can anyone find jesus i'm thinking looking for a child can a child help me find jesus he's not in the tomb can anyone help me find him where is jesus where is jesus Anyone find him? Anyone find him? We're looking for Jesus. <laughs> where was he? He was at the back. It was where he started from. Can you say, Hallelujah? Hallelujah. Excellent. Where to go? Where to go? Where to go? <laughs> Jesus is risen. And yes, he meets his disciples. Yes, he blesses them. And he says, go, I'm going to go ahead of you into Galilee, where we first met, where all this started. And there we'll, we'll meet properly. And there I'll explain a bit more to you what's happened. And then I will send you out to change the world. Because this message of sin conquered death defeated, and God's new creation begun in Jesus has changed the world and continues to change the world. It is the hope for each one of us, the hope that our own mortality is swallowed up in what Jesus has done for us. Death, where is thy victory? Death, where is your sting? It is gone because of what Jesus has done for us. He has broken that tyranny, that, that one thing that, that affected all humanity. It is broken now in Jesus. But more than that, it's not just a hope for then. More than that, it's a hope for now, that his new life actually breaks into our life now, that his resurrection touch actually comes and makes a difference to us here and now. That he's, his new life begins to bring us new life now. So, the risen Jesus bless you and fill you with his risen life. Amen.